If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock Bromley. As students head back to school this month, the conversation about sexual assault on campus is top of mind for us at One Voice. And it's also important to us as moms to be thinking about how to get ahead of the issue and how we parent, even starting as early as tweens and toddlers. Today, we'll dive into this topic at both ends of the spectrum. Nicole, you've been a leading voice on the topic of sexual assault prevention on college campuses for over a decade now. What are you seeing at this point in time? Well, colleges are paying more attention to this issue than I've seen in the past. And I think it's a great thing, but it's also coming out of a lot of pain from different stories that we've seen arise in the news. You know, the Stanford case last year, I mean, every campus has its share of issues of sexual assault, whether they want to talk about it or not. Um, But it's been really encouraging to see so many students and administrators taking on a more active role in prevention and awareness, um, addressing these issues over the past few years. Uh, The hard part, though, is the stories that we hear, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're on the college campuses and they're not diminishing. In fact, I think a lot more stories are coming forward in the past you know, five years than they were even in the five years before that. And I don't know if that's just because we're talking about it more and, and, you know, young people feel safe to bring their stories forward or if it's happening more. But either way, it it just shows us that we need to continue this conversation. And there's a need for, you know, one voice on the college campuses to break the silence on sexual assault and to equip students to know how to better protect themselves And so I guess that's what we just wanted to share a little bit about today on the podcast. You know, heading back to school can be a really exciting time for a college kid. Mm -hmm. And I think there's around like 17 million college students in America. So that's a large population. Yeah. Um, And campus, you know, can give you a sense of security. If you're going back to college, you feel like this is a safe place, a place where everyone knows each other. You watch out for each other. But at the same time, new environments and new experiences present additional risks that sometimes can be overlooked, potentially dangerous situations that, you know, perpetrators are looking for safe environments. And and that's a lot of times where they take advantage of others and commit sexual crimes. So it's a harsh reality that's increased violence on on college campuses. College age students are at highest risk of being sexually assaulted among the entire population. And among college students, freshmen are the most at risk. And many times it happens in the first few weeks of school. I worked alongside another speaker in the beginning of my work. She was raped while she was on a date her first week of school. And that Mm. was back when no one even knew what date rape was. Mm -hmm. And she ended up on the cover of Time magazine. And that was in like 1990 and you know since then we know now that sexual assault is happening most commonly with someone that the victim knows so when we talk about sexual assault prevention on college campuses we're not saying 
watch out for the random stranger lurking in the alley. We're saying you need to protect yourself when you're in social situations, when you're with people that you've just met, when you're partying with people during orientation, when you're online. So these are just a few tips that we wanted to share, whether you're a college student getting ready to go back to school or if you're a parent of a student who is going back to school and some things that you can share with your child just to be more aware. And obviously no tips can absolutely guarantee safety because sexual violence can happen to anyone. But it's just important to remember that if you are sexually assaulted on campus, it's not your fault. And there's always help and support available. Um, But one of the first things I think, Mary, is trusting your gut. You know, you've always been... You've always said things like that. Like, what do you think? Just what does your gut tell you? You know, and being true to yourself and and what you feel inside. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Yeah. And I think, oh, I can be such a, oh, I want to say judgmental and, and probably more of a pessimist. But honestly, I would rather kind of veer towards that versus trusting people too much mm-hmm. just because of my abuse and my background. I am very in tune with my gut. And if I feel something's off and you know what I found out, find out later that I was wrong, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. I'd rather err on that side of caution. Yeah, I think that's really good that, you know, your safety, my safety, your friend's safety, whoever you're with, that comes first before someone else's feelings or what they might think of you in that situation. You'd rather err on the side of being wrong than to be hurt. Well, and it's because I know the impact that these types of things can have on you, the abuse Mm -hmm. that I went through and how that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. I'm okay Mm -hmm. without sounding careless. I'm okay with someone else having their feelings hurt because I just turned and walked away or I Mm -hmm. pulled a friend out of a situation. That's okay with me. Yeah, that's really good. If someone's pressuring you, it's better to make up some random excuse or even lie to leave the situation (laughs) than to stay, be uncomfortable, be scared or far worse. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think another really good tip is about your presence online, taking control of your online life. So being mysterious online, Um, you know, I know both you and I have been very proactive in that you know we often don't post where we're going way far in advance or you know when you post a picture where you are currently we don't tag it as to exactly where we're at you have to think about those things especially when it comes to your children and pictures of your kids you have to really think twice before you share some of that personal information and if you're a college student um if there's someone that has their eye on you, you have to be careful about that and checking in and um, on Facebook or wherever, um, letting people know your whereabouts, your class schedule, you know, it just allows someone to track your every move and it's just not safe. And I want to throw in too, when it comes to social media, you need to be a detective. If you get a friend request from someone And you're thinking, hmm, they don't look familiar. Start clicking around on their page. I always check to see if there are any mutual friends there. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not friends with anybody that I know, um, I'm good and I'm going to decline that friend request. (laughs) So I think you need to be really, really hesitant and just aware of who you're friending because then they have access to see everything on your page. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. I heard this motto recently. It's if you wouldn't share information with a stranger, then you shouldn't share that same information online because basically it is sharing with strangers. You don't know who's watching you. Another thing, and I feel like a total jerk saying this, (laughs) but 
don't trust people too quickly. I know when you look at the world, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt and think good things. But at the end of the day, your number one priority is keeping yourself safe. Mm -hmm, So good. When you're in college, so often, we already said this, that it can feel like a safe environment. It's like a little bubble. Yeah. Um, And you can meet people and all of a sudden you hit it off and you've just made your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, but you literally met 20 minutes ago and you're <laughs> like, where have you been all my life? But don't assume that your new friends are always going to have your back or be looking out for your best interests because you don't have a long track record of loyalty and you don't know what they're like when they get drunk or if they meet some guy that they totally are in love with and they just leave you stranded. So you don't have that track record of trust with them. And so you have to make others earn your trust. You have to see what that relationship is like over the long haul. I think it's so important also to be aware and stay alert. You need to check out your surroundings. You need to see if I need to get out of here, where do I need to go? Right, right. If you're walking around campus alone and you have your headphones in, just have one side in so you know what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be just in your own little world. You're a vulnerable target when you're like that. Take routes that, you know, a lot of other people take. Avoid being isolated with someone that you don't know. Um, Just getting to know your surroundings. I think that's really good, especially the first week of school. It's a new environment. Get to know where places are at, especially the places like the health center or um, a place that you might need to get to if you were in a situation. Sometimes uh, college campuses will even have emergency phones placed in certain places around campus. Know where those are. And if your campus has some sort of a public safety escort that will walk you home at night, make sure you know how to access that and take advantage of it. And don't try to be a tough girl or a tough guy (laughs) except the help. And again, we don't share any of this to put fear in you. It's just about being informed and making sure you're taking care of yourself. And then there's other just little things to think about. Before you go out, make sure your phone's charged. Um, Have cash to get you home if you get stranded in a weird situation. Memorize the address to your dorm. And if you're separated from friends when you go out, make sure you've talked in advance and made a plan as to where you're going to meet up um, so that, you know, one of your friends isn't left somewhere lost and then becomes a vulnerable target to a perpetrator. So much stuff that I wish I would have known when I was in college because I was immature and I wasn't thinking. And like you said earlier, it really is like you're in a bubble and you're on top of the world and you're hanging out with these new friends and you're on your own and you can be independent, but there is so much going on around you that you need to be taking note Mm -hmm. of. So Mm -hmm. I even feel like for me now to hear this stuff, I'm thankful to now be able to pass this on to other young people in my life. Yeah. You know, when college students are going out and partying, if they're choosing to drink, it's important to remember to guard your drink, you know, don't accept a drink from someone you don't trust. Or just stick to the drinks that you prepared for yourself. Or if you go to the bathroom or, you know, step away from your group, take your drink with you or just straight up toss it out. And please don't do what I see all the time at restaurants or at different places. Someone goes to the bathroom, they leave their drink sitting on the table and they put a napkin over it thinking that's going to protect their drink. Right. It's not. How (laughs) easy it can be for someone who has a drug with them yes. to just pop it right in there. Yep. Just lift the little napkin and pop it in. That napkin is 
not going to protect <laughs> no. you. And probably the last main point would be just to be a good friend. You know, watch out for each other. Stick together in groups, especially if you're going from one place to another, to another, to another. And if one of your friends is, you know, acting different or just seems out of character, just watch out for that. If they need you to get them to a safe place and support them, do that. If you think that a friend's been drugged, then you need to call campus police or call 911. There's something called bystander intervention. And basically, it's just key to prevention of sexual assault, too. It's not just about protecting yourself, but it's about looking out for other human beings that you see when you're out. If someone's acting aggressively, find some way to step in. There's this acronym that's really important to remember. uh, The word CARE, C-A-R-E, create a distraction, ask directly, refer to an authority, and enlist others. The goal is to interrupt the behavior that concerns you before the situation escalates. You're really good at creating distractions. I am. (laughs) You are. So, like, (laughs) we're in a situation and you're like... Um, Nicole's being bombarded with somebody at the speaking engagement. I mean, we'll just be real with that. Yeah. And you'll just be like, aren't we super hungry right now? (laughs) (laughs) Or don't we have a meeting? We're 10 minutes late for, we gotta go. Right, right. So I think that's a really good way to just pull your person out of an uncomfortable situation and get them to a safe place. Asking directly. So that just means talking directly to the person who might be in trouble. So asking questions like, so who did you come here with? Or would you like me to stay with you for a little while? And then referring to an authority. That's just basically a way to intervene using a neutral party with an authority figure to change a situation. So calling on an RA or maybe a security guard or a bartender Somebody that can kind of step in and just kind of change the situation. So E is for enlisting others. And that can be kind of intimidating to approach a situation alone. So that's when you enlist another person to support you, even if it's someone you don't even know. I know, Mary, you've done this in certain situations where, you know, we've seen someone who might be in trouble, but they're with a friend. And I I can remember you actually going to the friend and calling on them to step up and protect their friends. Yeah, so I felt in that scenario that I didn't need to go approach that person necessarily because their friend was there that I knew. So I just kind of pulled them aside and said, hey, my gut, again, which you really need to listen to, is telling me something is off. So I think you need to get your friend out of the situation they're in right now and maybe just distract them Mm -hmm. or take them home or just take them to the bathroom to maybe talk to them for a minute. Yeah, that's so good. I think when it comes to expressing concern for other people, there's power in numbers. So sometimes by having an outside person speak up to you, then you're like, yeah, my gut is right and I need to do something now. Mm -hmm. So stepping in always is worth it, I think. You know, you might be going overboard, but you never know what kind of outcome you could change by simply speaking up. And knowing how to support survivors is really important too. And we'll get into that in another podcast. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of knowing the words to say or telling someone that you believe them, letting your friend know that no matter what happened to them, it's not their fault. Those kinds of things are super important. Um, Like I say, we'll get deeper into that in another podcast, but it's always good to remember because unfortunately sexual assaults will be occurring in the next few weeks. And if you're listening today and you've been sexually assaulted, 
you need to know that it was not your fault. There's nothing that you could have done to ask for rape. No one asks for it and no one deserves it. And there's always help for you. There's support on your college campuses. Seek out your health center, your counseling center, women's resource center. Call 911. You can call our friends at Rain. They have the National Sexual Assault Hotline. It's available 24 hours a day at 1-800-656-4673. And you can also use their online hotline to get 24-hour free and confidential support by going to their website, RAIN, R-A-I-N-N.org. We've covered a ton of stuff here today. We know it's a lot, but our main goal is to make sure that you are safe and taken care of. So hopefully you have found all of this information to be helpful. We're going to be diving in from the parents' perspective. Actually, next week, a little bonus podcast. So make sure you look for that. You can subscribe, write a review if there's something that touched your heart today, and even invite friends and family to listen. We're all along this journey together and just want to be able to help one another. You can find out more at IamOneVoice.org or go on Facebook.